Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. We're back once again. It's post-NFL season, but we got more stuff to talk about, talking about baseball, and, of course, the superb owl. And with us this week are Matthew Page, one SoCal Seahawk, Rob English, who will join in a few minutes, and our leader, our commander, the man who lays down the hammer, that's Brian, the soul man, Solak. What's happening, fellas? Are you ready for Snowmageddon 2021? Snowmageddon. Yeah, you know, I mean, the best part about the Northwest is that one snowflake falls and everyone just panics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have Jack. This, this, <laughs> this is one time where I can say, I am glad there's a pandemic. And hang on, before anybody <laughs> shuts this off and starts their cancel culture and shuts me down, what I'm saying is, I'm working from home. I don't have to be one of those suckers. Oh, I'm sorry, Brian. I don't have to be oh, one of those suckers who no. physically have to go wow. into work. You shouldn't have said that in front of him. Uh, I think oh, he's pretty sorry about the that. Issue. I hope your Jeep's locked up tightly. So just <laughs> be aware. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a threat. From, a, it from is the a threat. Father. Yes. Okay. We have, a sh- we have a shop right down the street. We'd love to Uh-oh. store your Jeep. Oh, oh store it for you. Okay, that's nice. That's, yeah. That's helpful. There's a store for you, babe. Did you hear that? Yeah, I might park I might park it at two uh two condos down. Now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> All right. Um before we start on baseball though, I do have little reflection here just because I want to bring it up. I can't believe it's been a year since the pandemic hit and I mean a year ago Seattle Sports Union was getting ready to cover the the XFL Shadow Dragons, and we were fortunate to do that. And then the pandemic hit, and we were unable to cover all our sports teams. But last year, we've had this great podcast on SaleSportsUnion.com and Podbean. And I just want to say, it's been a pleasure working with you guys. And we, I mean, it's been great having our special guest, Rob English, Rich Michelson, and the one Tom Wassell. And Looking forward to the rest of 2021 with more special guests coming down the road. So oh, thank God you said that second part. I, th- I thought you were dying or leaving or something like uh, that. Yeah, no, that's I, typically I, 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 you're going. <laughs> the I'm you're going. Is it an anniversary? Should I bought people presents? What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> happy you can buy people presents. Yeah. yeah, happy happy COVID. <laughs> oh man! Hooray! Oh man! Yay! No, that's yeah. That's not what I thought. I was I thought something was happening to Solak. He's like, "This is well, it. Not- I'm gonna go lay down <laughs> out. I'm gonna go lay down out in the snow and let it happen." <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, down on Burley Drive. So, anyways, I just wanted to say that uh, there's enough speed bumps on that road. I next- <laughs> don't need another one. Um, <laughs> that's true. That'd be another one. Yeah. Um, moving on, I do. We we're going to start with MLB. I mean, there's a lot going on in MLB, but I mean, what's going on with MLB in general, Matt, Matthew Page, our baseball expert. I mean, are, is there going to be a strike here in the next year? I mean, tell us what's been going on. Relations are pretty frosty. I have to admit, uh, there might be a work stoppage after this season. It's very, very likely. Um, the more the more interaction there is between the commissioner and, and the players' union, the worse the relationship seems to get. And it doesn't really surprise me considering how terrible the commissioner is. Um, the man 
Excuse me, the man who, after the Houston's were, Astros were found out to be treater, cheaters, uh, and was asked a question about the uh, the, the, the the trophy and, and the World Series, if the uh, title would be revoked, he said, "Who cares? It's just a piece of metal." Uh, this is the commissioner of the league, mind you. Uh, you know, this is a guy, and you know, he later apologized for it and said he said it in the heat of the moment. He didn't really mean it. Blah blah blah. No, you you you're the commissioner of the league, and you don't respect the trophy and all that it means. How are you going to have the players respect you? I this guy is he was personally groomed by Bud Selig to be Bud Selig Part Two, so much so that I forget his name occasionally. Let me put it that way, and I just call him Bud Selig Part Two. <laughs> um, there's a lot of disagreements on 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 things, specifically the the, the DH. Apparently, it isn't going to be as easy as everyone thought. Um, it's not happening this year, and it may never happen because the players' union apparently is not too happy about it either. And and in the negotiation for the the labor agreement that exp- that ends at the end of this coming year, it might be a sticking point. We don't know. So there's they keep everything I read is saying they lost three four million dollars last year. Do you believe MLB lost a bunch of money, or is it all the small market teams, or what? What are your thoughts? In terms of money lost, I believe that some of the smaller market teams definitely lost money, but I don't believe that the bigger ones lost money for heart at all. I, I, I seriously. Well, they they lost yeah. money, but it. Doesn't mean much. oh yeah they, they lost money but they yeah there you go they lost money but it wasn't significant to them let's put it that way <laughs> whereas small market teams like the Rays or uh, the the Pirates who have a cheapskate owner um, you know the Royals who have never really had much money to work with you know that they they might be feeling the hurt a little bit but then again you know the the Royals just went and added um, Benatende uh, yesterday and and they've made some free agent signings and so they obviously have some money. Um, I think it's being used as an excuse to not spend money. I think it's being an excuse to not spend money in the free agent market. Well, why does Kansas City think they can compete with you know teams like Minnesota and the White Sox? And oh, they they don't 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 worry. They're not delusional. Actually, a smartly run organization. They just know that they've got to have something out there. And and Benatende is is an intriguing an intriguing player who you know he's only what a year and a half away from from uh, from being an incredible player and he was hurt part of the time and 2020 was just a weird year the short year a lot of players who are amazing had really bad seasons um, off the top of my head two two MVPs in particular had two really bad ones I mean um, you know so. Don't worry about 2020. So basically, he's a year away from being all amazing. So they think that he can they can right the ship and maybe resign him cheaper, convince him so, his value isn't that but, high. But so, like, why why would you want to com- why would you want to compete if you're at the bottom tier and you know that you're pocketing money hand over fist? What incentive is, what incentive is there for you to spend? What uh, what are the Dodgers and the Yankees spend? Two hundred million? I don't know more. When you can spend it's, twenty, uh, when you can spend, when you can spend twenty, forty million, and pocket all the luxury tax, and still uh, have the, and still have the, uh, you know, ability to say well, I want a baseball want... team. So, like, why would you do that? Because well, you don't, want, you don't want the owners, so you don't want the people to think that you're not trying at all. So you have to put in the minimum Matt, amount of effort. Matt, I want to know from Solak. 
Because there's a bunch of cheap we, <laughs> cheap ass owners out there. Like like you said, Pittsburgh, I mean Pittsburgh is the they, worst. Yeah, they traded all their stars. They don't have shit for the minor league system. I mean, who's gonna I they're not even gonna fill that stadium this year, whether COVID they, they lift the restrictions or not. I mean all respect to the you know, the Kansas City team for like for spending some money at least just to get, you know, fans out to see their product on the field. But you're right. I mean, what's the point? I mean, why not pocket the money? I mean, it's kind of like the, what was it? The M- major league when the Cleveland Indians owners just, you know, intentionally tanked. Exactly. I mean, yeah, if you're making money, who gives a shit what you do? One of the proposals that the union I've, I've heard, I've read that the union is discussing is a potential like minimum salary cap, minimum Expend, spending level that the, that the team has to perform. They have to spend at least a certain amount of money to, to, to perform. And that's something you have to be careful with, but I think could probably ha- help the, the sport a little bit in terms of parity. Um, well, with the, the one thing that's going to happen with that is it'll do exactly what needs to be done in helping the middle class of baseball. Right now, there is the no middle yeah. class in baseball. I mean, there are there are guys who end up signing uh, minor league deals because they're not making, uh, they're not going to make the money that a sliding scale should say that they make. Yeah. The guys who used to make the eight to $10 million contracts or whatever are now having to take like a one year, one, you know, $2 million deal or the minor league camp invite work their way onto the roster. And instead of it's, there is no middle class of players anymore. That's the problem. Um, one thing about Pittsburgh, I want to point out. That's funny that 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 you're you know they've been tanking and they traded all the all their stars. This week, you know who 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 is talking in talks with the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays to come back to the Tampa Bay Rays. Who? Chris Archer. I saw that he actually did sign with them. Oh, he did. He did he sign. Did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they traded they traded Chris Archer to the Pittsburgh uh Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates gave up like a whole bunch of prospects to get Chris Archer who's who at the time was, you know, a a good young ace in his prime. It made it made sense the deal at least at the time. The Pittsburgh Pirates capitalized on zero of that and now as a free agent he's going back to the Tampa Bay Rays who have those prospects anchoring the rotation. Yeah. Oh yeah, Glass Glassnow and Austin Meadows in the outfield. Oh yeah, that was a great trade for them. So I want to oh, get yeah. back I want to get back to what I was talking about though. Um what what happens when you don't have a middle class is you you then end up knocking the high level the high level uh pay players into the stratosphere. They're getting they're eating up all the money that mm-hmm you know, would have been paid out to the, to the middle class. And then conversely, not conversely, I'm sorry. Additionally, uh, you're running into a situation now where I believe you end up with a poor version of the game. There, there aren't like, if you look at the Mariners, there aren't veterans. Uh, we talked a lot about Colton Wong coming to the Mariners. Uh, those type yeah. of guys don't go to rebuilding teams anymore. No, they don't. And nope. so, and so you would turn to play the bench, yeah. you know, yeah. at, at, uh, at, at the Yankees or the, you know, the, the Dodgers or whatever. Yeah. Because they're going to make the same amount of money. 
Yeah, but if because the Mariners aren't going to aren't going to pay them, aren't going to give them, you know, a two year contract when and fifteen to twenty million dollars or whatever, they're going to they're going to get a minor league camp invite from the Mariners too. Yeah, but see, here's what here's what should happen in a regular, or at least what used to happen. I don't let me let me yeah. get rid of the word should. What in a functional econ- baseball a, economy? Exactly. <laughs> what 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 should happen is if I am at that mid tier. Mid tier, maybe I'm 30, 29, 30, mm-hmm. and I know I'm not the super duper star that's you know going to uh, be on the cover of any magazines, but I can play a solid third base or a second base, and I know that you know um, I know that the Yankees are just going to sit me on the bench. I probably, I I definitely take equal money to go be a starter somewhere else. Yeah, and that doesn't happen. Like it does. You know, I wish I, I guess I can pull up the Mariners' salaries, but I I don't think they have that many guys who are at least pushing these rookies to you know uh, to shove them out of the way. It, it, well, the, the the Mariners are a uniquely disappointing situation in that regard. Um, Twenty but, years, yeah. In general, <laughs> well, no, I mean, in in that in that particular little niche, in terms of in terms of going out and getting you know useful veterans who can push these push be pushed by the uh um by youngsters and can train the youngsters and mentor them and and, and help them get to that next level the mariners haven't been doing that at all and but that we, is a, that is a part of the game that that is lost i mean yeah. and neither of the <clears> pirates and neither neither of the you know the royals and there's a lot of teams that these guys who sh- who aren't starters on the dodgers the yankees the braves they should be starters somewhere else in this league, and they're not. And that's crazy. That's weird. So how can they change that? I mean, is there going to be a – I mean, what what can we do? Salary cap? What? I mean, well, how, how are these floor, teams going to survive? Salary floor is a great start. Salary floor is probably the best way to start, yeah, because it'll force the teams that are just sitting there willing to totally tank. Like Pittsburgh keeps coming to mind, but Pittsburgh is the most glaring example. Um, yeah. And I'm starting to rag on just Pittsburgh, but really they are the, the biggest violators mm-hmm. of recent time. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll force them to spend some money and actually build a team, which means there will be competition for that middle level tier of players, which will drive up their their salaries. You know, these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everyone should make a hundred million dollars a year, uh, but I, but I, but you know, if there are players making a hundred million dollars a year. There should be players making fifty million a year. You know, there should be some sort of mid or middle tier, and yeah, there just isn't. And it's a shame for these guys because they're hitting they're hitting their peak at the wrong time financially. You know, unfortunately, in the yeah. league with the system with the uh, with the with it being where it is and the baseball economy being where it is. <clears throat> um, you drew the at, short straw. Well, you look at uh, you, you know you look at. You look at somebody like uh, uh, oh, Doug on it. I just had it on the tip of my tongue, Marcus Seaman, right? Um, there's a there's mm-hmm. a valuable guy, right? Um, Absolutely. Yep. The league is, I wouldn't say full of them, but I mean like there's there's a healthy portion of players out there that are that are available like that, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like why why isn't he still with the Athletics? You know, this is just. <laughs> 
Well, he got offered a one-year, $18 million deal, and he went, holy crap, that's more money than I made all my, all my entire career exactly. until now. Exactly, and without the salary you know, without that salary floor, uh, Oakland's Oakland's one of those other fenders who, you know, they ain't going to pay, they ain't going to pay a middle-class guy. Oakland is more, I think I, I, I sympathize more with Oakland because it's, 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 it's the, the stadium they play in is so bad. <laughs> their financial, their financial uh, situation is rougher. People are waiting some. to get, get away from there. Yeah. You know, it's not—it's like the Tampa Bay Rays, where they play in such a bad stadium and such a bad route. There's no revenue streams, you know, and and it's just—it's—it's kind—it's a handicap, and it's not really. But see, Tampa and Oakland do this thing where they don't—they don't do anything for their fan experience. They don't do anything for their stadium. They don't do anything to make the actual uh, game better because they found this—they found this formula where it's, you know, uh, compete, uh, get to the playoffs, challenge, tear it down. And they just, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. And uh, those, two, those two teams are the masters of that. Uh, and and if, they're not, if they're not violent offenders in, as far as, uh, uh, you know, tanking it, 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 they're at least offenders in not providing a good experience for, for fans. Well, to be fair, to, to disclaimer for I hate that I'm defending Oakland, but I hate, but to, to be fair, um, they are fighting right now. They're putting all their energy into building another stadium, which can enhance the whole experience. Right now, that stadium is so bad the visitors' locker room floods with sewage regularly. Why do they stay in regularly? Oakland? What, what is what is their? They can't the- move. The, the team won't let the, the league won't let them. The San Francisco Giants hold a monopoly on the areas that, that they want to move to, and and they want to move down south. They want to move down towards like where uh, the 49ers play now, Santa yeah. Clara, and the Giants supposedly own that territory, even though the Giants are further from them that further from that area than the uh, the A's are right now. Well, then fine, move to Vegas so, or Portland. Who cares? I mean, like. It's, well, they can't. They've got deals with the city, and and they don't want to leave the city. They like the city, so <clears throat> there's nothing wanna, to like about Oakland. There is nothing to like about no. Oakland. I don't get it. Okay, you say no. that. I've they been to Oakland. Long term. Oakland's ugly. They had a long term contract, though. I agree with you that Oakland sucks, but <laughs> you, you had me do a few years ago. You had all of us do a, a thing on the AL West. You had me do Oakland. Oakland was tied into a long term contract to stay in yeah, Oakland, unfortunately. And that contract's like, over. It, it is finally over. Okay. They resigned, but they resigned on the condition of the new ballpark. And the new ballpark is still in legal hell right now. But they've got the location. And in return, they're also taking possession of the location of the existing ballpark so they can destroy it and build like a housing project there that will help fund future teams as well. I don't know. When you got raw sewage coming out of your out of your dugout, I, I think I'd tell, I'd tell Oakland to shove it up their Jack London is what I would do. But see, it's not going out of theirs. It's coming out of the visitor locker room. It doesn't so matter. It's still, it's still a public health. It's still a public health. <laughs> oh no, it is. Situation. It absolutely is. It's unacceptable. It absolutely is. That's my point. Is they're having to deal with unacceptable situations. They're they're cornered by by other teams' greed and and refused and that they can't leave. 
and and so they're 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 kind of between a rock and a hard place. And they're they are moving. It's all it's going to happen. It's just they've got to wrap up the legal fights to make it happen. Well, I hope I hope that the Rays move to Montreal. That'd be great. Yeah, the Rays need to get out of uh, my uh, Florida. Doesn't deserve two teams. They've proven that they don't care about baseball. Yeah. But you say you say they put a bad product out for the fans. I mean, yeah, on paper, but th- both those teams are in it every freaking year. So, I mean. Th- Maybe the minor league system, they have good people, you know, setting up the talent. They got Bob Melvin, who I know you guys can't stand. But I love Bob Melvin. That's Matt's, that's Matt's <laughs> thing, not mine. I like Bob Melvin. Matt's the one that's unreasonable. I know you do. I wanted to hear your response to that, but I know you do. But either way, I mean, come on, dude. Um, moving on, let's talk about those cheaters, the, the West Coast Yankees, the L.A. Dodgers. Cheaters? They just, those guys suck. Yeah, they they just signed a cheater known as Trevor Bauer to three years, $102 million. I mean, $40 million, $45 million first two years. What the hell? I mean, explain this. What's up, Matthew Page? What, <laughs> why like is this okay for baseball? <laughs> I like how it's, why it's okay. Um, well, first of all, it's not my fault. I don't run the team. Uh, you know, who does run the team, Andrew Friedman, who used to run the Tampa Bay Rays. He's doing what he did in the Tampa Bay. Only he does it with a budget now. He loves life. I think nobody has a budget, but anyway, um, no, uh, this, what this is, is this is, this is the model of baseball that you want. This is the model of baseball that they're running and people for some reason, it's enhanced by an obscene revenue stream. That is true. But ultimately what you do, what you want teams to be able to do in baseball is you want them to be able to build a team and, 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 you know, on the farm, you want to farm, build a, build a play at homegrown players and, 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 pro, you know, promote them and, and, and help them, you know, line them all up and, and have a good, you know, young core and, 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 you know, put them together. And then if you, you have some, you'll, you'll of course have some gaps. And that's when you go out to the free agency and you address the gaps. You go and find, sign the two or three holes that you have. And if you look at the if you look at the Dodgers roster, they are primarily home built. They've got a few exceptions. This obviously. is a load of garbage. Have they you, do. They Brian, have, a, have you ever heard of anything exceptions. so stupid as this? I mean, there, is, there, there are there are home built there are home built players, they are. but they, they buy are. the best players of off off of every other team. Matthew Page. Like what? What are you, what what are you talking it's, about? It's, it's, it's You're making it sound no, 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 no. You're making it sound like <laughs> they go and they grab some mid tier guy. No, they're grabbing all stars off of every other team. Stop it, that's Matthew why I said, Page. That's why I said it was enhanced by an obscene revenue stream. But it is no, the no, usual no. You model. dismissed it. It's not enhanced. You no. dismissed it by saying, "Oh, they got some it extra is, money line." They looked in their cushions on their couch and they saw some extra money. They're like, "Hey, why don't we go get the best players?" Uh-huh. In the league, it's nothing like that, Matthew Page. Matthew, Matthew, you're wrong on this one. Solak, Solak, I need some backup on this one. I'm waiting to get a word in. In terms of on the field right now, (laughs) they have at first base, left field, and right field are are all free agent acquisitions. In the in the rotation, they could kick the two free agent acquisitions out, and it would be a completely homegrown rotation, and it would still be one of the best. In the majors, they absolutely could, but they went and got two guys 
uh, Mr. Price and obviously Mr. Bauer, and they added them. But everyone else in that rotation is there, and, and about half of the bullpen is homegrown as well. But that's not unusual. Everyone just goes and signs players off the waiver wire for their bullpen. Um, and half of them are like guys that are just kind of eh, whatever. But uh, where's anyway. the Solak rebuttal that you're just going to keep I'll, talking I'll about? Let him out. I'll let him, I will you're keep talking. I, 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 I'm on your side. I mean, <laughs> I just can't stop laughing here. I'm trying to hold back. Um, <laughs> the Dodgers are the West Coast Yankees. I call bullshit on what all you said, Matthew Page. I am 100% on Abraham's side. That's I, I, hard for me to say that, but I totally agree with Abe. So are they not I, supposed to spend the money? Are they not allowed to? I I, I just No, that's I not the point. A, the point, Matthew, is you keep saying that they built the entire team based off of just our farm system, but that's not true. That is fundamentally not true. Uh, the majority of the roster is homegrown. Look at look at the freaking Mariners of the 80s. They, they could have said they built their roster just basically. But the one thing they didn't do, what Smullyan didn't do, was he, he was a cheapskate jerk who sent all the best players away and, yeah. and didn't bring any new players in. And I, that's what I'm talking about, Matt, is yes, you have about 10 guys that you brought up and they're really good. Got it. Other teams do that, Matthew Page. Other teams do that. That's what I'm a saying. ton of hang on, hang on. A ton of other teams do that. What is unfair right now is that there is a system where the Yankees, your precious Dodgers, the COVID bearing Dodgers, they do this thing where they buy the best players of every other team and you're just like smoking on your cigar, you know, down there in Habana. And you're down there, you know, with some rum and a cigar, and you're going, ah, life is great, yes. And yeah, <laughs> screw you, Matt. Screw you, Matt. Your team is a pro- it, it's 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 the problem that's going on. Uh, uh, it's the other side of the problem. It's a flip of the coin from what the what's going on with the pirates. Hundred percent agree. Can I talk now? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Too. Yeah. I'm just that all uh, what I'm what I what my what my overall point is before I get shouted at again is that is that <laughs> um is is basically their fall they, yes it is enhanced by an obscene uh revenue stream which yes I would have and, and and honestly I personally would have no problem with them instituting a hard salary cap but it's a luxury tax is what we have right now. And they're going to have to pay through the nose for it. They know it. And they have built the majority of the team. Like I said, you know, half the rotation, half the bullpen, most of the out, most of the field is guys that they brought up in their own system. Okay. Around the diamond. The only guy that this didn't come up in the comp in their own system is, is uh, Max Muncie. And he was picked up off the scrap heap because the, the athletics didn't know what they had. Um, and well, that may have more for, money to pay for him than anybody else, but yeah, that's their right. utility guy, Chris Taylor. It, it was they got for nothing from the Mariners, you know, um, and they just showed him how to hit, uh, which apparently the Mariners couldn't do. And you know, I mean, so you know, some of these guys that aren't uh, that weren't homegrown are still like decent, the kind of acquisitions that are not. Yes, they went and they got Mookie and and Price and now Bauer. But take those three acquisitions away, and the entire team, other than AJ Pollock, is like you know, homegrown. 
What's there's the final four one? guys on the team. Is there's what you're four saying. guys. Uh, uh, there's some bullpen guys there too. Yeah, don't don't uh, just they, they say it's four guys. Jackson and you're, you're, Yeah. There's Borat, like ten or twelve. Alexander, Ferguson are all homegrown. Final word, Solak. This. Solak. Final word. Brutal. was in the trade with with uh, with the Twins. Oh, Ada for him. The only thing I'm going to give you props on is that the Dodgers have done a great job with their farm system, but th- this is bullshit what they're doing. And, and, and I think it's wrong. And I know I'm a Red Sox fan and I get shit about that all the time, yeah, but they don't. Yeah. Your team went did a lot, did all this shit not too long ago. So, and they're paying for <laughs> it now. They're having to, they're having to, to work their way out of salary jail. E- either way, I, <clears throat> The Dodgers are officially the West Coast Yankees, as Abe proclaimed last year. Why can't we be the West Coast Red Sox? No, 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 no. You need to. You need to. You need to people like need to people like the Red Sox, man. We're not evil. We're not evil. Like the, uh, Matt, people like the actually Republican. like the Red Sox. That's the big difference. People love. People love the Dodgers. People don't love the Dodgers. People get stabbed do. in the parking lot at Dodger Stadium. Who's loving? It's the- all part of the experience. All right, at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Part of the experience. Oh wow! All gonna- part of the experience at Dodger State. You get yourself a Dodger dog. Go get stabbed in the parking lot. Go get go go get your picture taken. <laughs> go hug. Go hug Justin Turner and get some COVIDs. Yeah, yeah there exactly. you go. We gotta get this uh, viral. We return. We'll see. We'll see if he returns. <laughs> but yeah, the COVID uh, might be first. I don't know. Uh, Trevor Bauer, no bueno. That you guys don't deserve him. That's bullshit. But moving on. Let's, well, the guy is an talk. asshole. So you know. Moving on, he said. Moving on. But, but let's talk about. <laughs> let's talk about the Blue Jays. Do they have a chance to overtake those West Coast Yankees? I mean, they've made a lot of acquisitions this year. George Springer, Simeon. Um, I, I know I'm missing a bunch right now, but Dave Phelps. Matthew Page. Oh yeah, I just saw that. That's right. They did send Phelps back. Did they get did Matthew they get- Page? Oh, sorry. Good. No, what, finish what you're saying, Abe. You had a question. Oh no, I, I thought they got the. Uh, uh, I've already lost it. The the pitcher. Um, I know they got Matt, Matt from from the Mets, but you know that's not who you're probably thinking of, though. Yeah, it's Matt from the Mets. Uh, Robbie Ray. They Robbie Ray. Oh, they got him. Huh? Okay. <laughs> and they got right. They signed Ryu last year. No, not um, the, no Japanese, the Japanese. It's a Japanese pitcher, and I like. I had it on the oh, top of my Oh, for their time. bullpen. Yeah, for their bullpen. Um, I'm forgetting his name too. But I know I, you're talking about. But I mean, they're retooling, aren't they? Aren't they just like? This is a lot of additions. No, yeah. they are. They are building. They are. Um, they're ready to go. They got Dolph Seaman at that that second. They got Vladdy at at first. Uh, Biggio is going to play third. Bo Bichette at at uh, shortstop. Um, George Springer, that outfield with Grichek, um, uh, Hernandez and Gurriel, um, you know, their catchers might need a little work, but they, they got time. Arayu, Pearson, Rourke, Robbie Ray, Tyler Chatwood, Steven Matz are all in the competition for the bull, for the, uh, rotation. Kirby Yates uh, for the bullpen. Ross, oh yeah, they picked up Ross Stripling. Um, who's a who's a solid uh, long man, um, AJ Cole, and their bullpen, and a bunch of other names. But uh, no, they they're they're watch out. The Blue Jays are are sneaky good. When, when did this happen? They, I, did, I never thought of the Blue Jays, not probably in the last twenty years, as like being the type of te- team to go out and buy a bunch of bunch of players. 
Well, they finally, like over the last year, they've finally got, you know, Laddie and, and Biggio and Bichette up. All and, of them grown, yep. And, and all of them grown up. And and once they're up, they, they realize, okay, we've got to go while we've got this core. And so last year they started acquiring. They got Robbie Ray from Arizona last year. They got Ryu. They signed him in the free agency. Um, and, and then they, uh, they started, you know, they got Nate Pearson from Detroit. I just wonder if something changed in ownership or something changed in somewhere that. Oh, so they had a budget. Yeah. I do. The, thing I is, the thing is they really don't. I mean, the, in terms of big money, I mean, I think the biggest, I think the highest paid guy on the team is George Springer or, or Ryu and that's it. I'm going to correct you. Nate Pearson though. They, they did draft him. We saw him pitch against the Aqua Sox a few was times. A tiger. No, yeah, I'm not sure who you're thinking of, but then. okay, yeah, but yeah, right. because 20, 2017, we saw him pitch two or three times. So. Oh, was he with Vancouver? Okay. Yep, yep, yeah, um, yeah. So you know, they they just they 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 put they they did the right thing. They invested in their farm system, and all their guys came to fruition now, and now they're they're doing what the Dodgers are doing, but they're doing it with a less less of uh, money, but they're doing it smart. They've, they've, they've made nothing but smart acquisitions. George Springer is a is I, I hate him because of how good he is. I thought like, you hate him because he's a he's, cheater. Well, there's that, but he's all, <laughs> he's Mister he's Mister Clutch. <laughs> he really is. He's a clutch guy in the in the off season or the uh, postseason. He shows up and hits a dinger, and you're like, ah, all right, we're going to extra innings now because that jerk had to hit a dinger. You know, um, he he's a he's. In my opinion, I think he was the catch of the offseason. He was the guy that he wanted to get. Um, and Houston didn't even try to keep him. Not even, not, didn't even make an effort. They didn't lift a finger, um, which I thought was dumb. Um, but, yeah, no, they're, they're sneaky good. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them take on the Yankees and maybe edge them out just barely. What about Tampa, though? Tampa's going to – Tampa's repeated, torn down and got rid of all their pit. They're, they're starting. They're down to what two starting pitchers? No, I still think they, they and they got um, they kept uh, what's his name? And they got the guy that you're talking about earlier in the show. They resigned him. Oh, Archer, Archer, and they got about five or six guys they they can rotate up from Triple A. I mean, I think they'll be. I think the, my Red Sox will be fourth place. That's that's it. That's how tough they are, but oh, right, okay. Yarborough, that's who it is. Yarborough, I forgot about Yarborough. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see what happens. But remember, Michael time... <laughs> I, I do. Up. They got him. Waka Waka. Yep, yeah, they did get him. Um, I'm sorry, Abe. We're not going to talk about D. Strange Gordon, who went to the Reds. I don't think he'll make the team anyways. I think his career's over. So he's pretty strange. He you care to counter real quick, Abe, or are you good? Oh, no, I'm glad he's not a Mariner. <laughs> <laughs> We're not paying him $25 million a year anymore, thank God. We're not putting him in center field, the <laughs> position he's never played in his entire life. Dumbass yeah. decision. All right. All right. Let's welcome SoCal Rob to the show. How you doing, SoCal Rob? I am doing all right, guys. Thank you very much. How you guys all doing? Doing well, doing well. Um uh, Obviously, obviously, we want to talk some football, but we we got to talk about Russell Wilson, my friend. I mean, <laughs> he's come out he's he's come out this week and saying he's unhappy. He's unhappy about being sacked almost four hundred times. 
I mean, our, our guest a couple weeks ago, Tom Mossel, says we might see a possible heel turn from Russell Wilson. I mean, what's going on, Rob? I mean, is Russell Wilson unhappy? Are they going to get rid of him and go for a younger guy? I mean, tell us how it is. Well, you know, uh, let me put it like this. Does Russell have a legitimate gripe? Oh, absolutely. I don't think anyone anyone is going to uh, even start to argue that point. Uh, he's been sacked, uh, you know, almost more than any other quarterback um, in the span, you know, over the span of uh, uh, his career. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a legitimate gripe there. Uh, Seattle has not done well to find protection for Russell. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Russell was so good at making magic happen on his own with his legs and his 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 whirly birds and whatever you want to call them, just just doing stuff back there. But I think the years are starting to are starting to um, you know have an effect on his mobility, and he's maybe not so able uh, so um, you know able to get out of those positions as he was when in his younger years and. Um, you know, something needs to be done to get him protected. Now, what I will say though is, I I think there is a level, there is there is some consideration for the fact that Russell or his camp or however they're putting in the media going public with this with this gripe in the way that it seems that it seems to have come out. There may be some, um, you know, I, I can I can I can respect that argument as well. You, you know, I mean, I think you want to keep these. Russell has always been so diplomatic, um, you know what I mean, over the course of his career. So for him to um, make a statement, whether it was from him himself or through his publicist, you know what I mean, uh, it, 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 it's out of, out of character, I would say, um, for Russell Wilson. And, you know, the media is going to run with that. Um, do I think there's any trades coming? Not at all. Um I, I do, uh, you know, what I would think, one thing I did see today, though, on, I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram or something, um, and I would typically just kind of brush these type of uh, things off, but I saw something that said, you know, with Russell coming out publicly about what, you know, his issue um, is that, is that, um, you know, if he's coming out publicly about him getting sacked so much, that's kind of calling out his offensive line right there, you know, for, for the, the whole world to see. And are you going to, you know, uh, cause a rift between your, your, your teammates doing something like that? And I, as I said, typically I would, I would brush something like that off, but um, I'm kind of concerned about that. So, uh, but no, Russell Wilson will be wearing, you know, blue and green for the foreseeable future. Why, why, before we get the other guy's response, I mean, why, why come out now? I mean, he's been, what, has he been here eight or nine years? I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't really thrown anybody under the bus, but it feels like he's, like you're saying, he's, I, I think he's thrown his offensive lineman under the bus. I mean, why does he come out now? I mean, ha, had the season been different, do you think he'd be speaking his, his opinion right now about the offensive line? Um, you know, I mean, it, it's one of those things, right? I mean, if everything works out great, then you got nothing to complain, complain about, right? I mean, even when we were a, a Super Bowl team, Russell was still getting hit a lot, you know, but the, you know, but you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna compare and contrast, right? Like is, 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 if you're, if you're raising a Lombardi trophy at the end of it all, it makes it all seem worth it. But um, when you lose a game in an embarrassing fashion, after you go out and win, winning, um, you know, 11, 12 games, you know, uh, it's like, okay, well, what if, what if the, you know, uh, front office had done more to keep Russell upright, uh, you know, uh, in the pocket, you know, so, um, why do it now? You know, I, Russell's coming, you know, he's been in the league a decade, you know, he, he, he's, 
to the to the later years, more likely than not. I mean, most people don't play 20 years, um, but chances are he's coming into the certainly at the halfway point at at least. Um, yeah. You know, and and, um, and you know he he would like to probably get himself another championship. He'd probably like to you know do a whole bunch of things. He'd like to do it with all of his all of his you know uh, limbs intact. You know what I mean? And um, you know so. Yeah, it, 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 there's no there's no right time to complain about stuff, but you got to do it sooner or later. But I just I'm I'm unsure about what this is going to mean moving forward. But I don't see Russell Wilson going anywhere. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, I'm sorry, I got to ask you one more question. I mean, our 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 salary cap's a mess right now. I mean, if we're going to get him help, do you think he should re? If they ask him to restructure his contract, should he say yes? You know, it's a strange one. I'm, I, I have mixed emotions there. I mean, you know, how, I mean, who is ever willing to take a pay cut? Like most people are just not willing. You just don't do that. You don't take pay cuts, you know, but, but there's a legitimate argument for, you know, uh, one guy named uh, Tom Brady who has how many, you know, seven Super Bowl rings. Um, yeah. And he has never been the highest paid quarterback in the league. Never. And, and he has ring upon ring upon ring upon ring and MVPs, you know, and, and, um, and you know, there, there, there's, a, there's, you know, you can consider that. I think you have to consider that, you know, Russell, you made a whole lot of money. He, he's made more money than he's ever going to have to really make, you know, he's he set up, his kids will be set up. Now, if he wants to really go and go after a trophy, um, maybe should he restructure? Yeah, maybe, but it's hard to tell somebody who's one of the best at what they do that, Hey, you should take a pay cut. You know, it, it's just, it, it just, it's always going to hit the ear wrong. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't, I would, if he, if he decided to do it, I certainly wouldn't be against it, but it's just hard to, it's hard to tell somebody to do that. <laughs> Understood. Well said. Abraham, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's playing at. Russell Wilson's a, his whole career, he's been a calculated person. What would, what would you gain out of calling out your offensive line and the management for not getting a better offensive line. Um, uh, I think we can throw a trade out of the window. Uh, he has a no trade contract. He also has a huge salary cap. If we were to get rid of him, somebody would have to be willing to take on the salary cap hit. And that means that we would not get much back for him. So it seems like a waste of time, a waste of effort and a waste of resources to get rid of him. Um, I wonder if he's playing the long game. I wonder if he's setting up two years from now a different contract with a different team. Didn't think about that. Um, Matthew Page, what are your thoughts? That's an intriguing point by Abraham. Uh, might ultimately be wrong like he always is, but uh, <laughs> it is an intriguing point nonetheless. <clears throat> um, yeah, it, it it is interesting. You know, Russell is normally very very conscious of his public image. He's very, you know, very intelligent and, and smart about what he says in public and what he does, you know, what was behind closed doors. And, and, and it's weird that this came out, but yeah, there's gotta be some calculation to it. Um, the reality is that I've been saying it for years is that the, at some point the, the, the Seahawks need, are going to have to adjust to a, a Russell Wilson that isn't as mobile as, as he once was. And, you know, it seems like he's the only one who may may have been listening or knows it, because they, they they haven't they haven't they haven't addressed the line in how long? I mean, this year was better than last, but 
it, it still, you know, it, there was still some big problems there. And, and he's tired of getting hit, albeit sometimes it's his fault. Um, and I'm sure he'd be willing to accept some of that blame. Uh, but there are times where, yeah, they, they just can't stand up and they can tell to, to defensive lines. And it's frustrating. It's going to be frustrating. It's not unusual for someone to, for a sports player to, you know, speak out loud and, and vent when he's, when he's upset because, you know, these guys play with a lot of passion. So I always take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but, you know, as far as, as far as trading, it, we would be bonkers to trade him. We're not trading him. It would never happen. There isn't a package out there that I would entertain if I was the GM. Uh, Abe and I have been playing GM over the over the past week. He's been asking everyone and uh, on the thread, okay, what what is a package that you would you would actually consider? Would you take Deshaun Watson? You know, back and forth. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm absolutely not. There there's like eight eight franchise quarterbacks in the 30 team league, and we're lucky enough to enjoy to ha- having one of them. And he's in his prime. And we're going to walk away from that. I don't care what kind of compensation package you're offering me. It'd be foolish to do that. So he's not going anywhere and he's got the no trade contract. Um, So we can put that talk to bed. Uh, But, you know, he's, he's got a valid grievances. Let's hear him out and let's address them and move forward. Uh, Understood. Former wide receiver Brandon Marshall is coming out saying that Wilson's frustrated and he doesn't have the best, this is how I interpret it, the best relationship with Pete Carroll. And Wilson, I mean, he loves Seattle, but pretty much, I mean, he may want out. I mean, do you guys guys believe that story? I mean, or or is Brandon Marshall just a washed up veteran who's trying to get in the news? What are your thoughts, uh, Rob English? Well, I think uh, if, if nothing else, we already know that Brandon Marshall is an unstable creature. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we know that from his time, we know that in Chicago and Denver, and um, you know, he, he, you know, he's he, he's he's unstable at best. No, uh, I, I don't I don't buy that at all. You know, I, I try to take what I hear from the media you know, so-called experts as uh, with, with a grain of salt as much as possible. Um, no, I don't think it's Russell asking for a way or, you know, you're just politely, you know, calling that he wants a way out. Um, but I think he's just, you know, it, it kind of goes back to what he said before about wanting to have a, um, you know, have a hand in, in uh, the offensive coordinator selection. I think he's just, you know, putting his, um, his, his, his word out there about what he wants to see um, and ultimately to, ultimately to see the team succeed. Um, I mean, he is the face of this franchise, and it, 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 it to me, it's not a problem for the one who makes who makes the whole thing work, which is Russell Wilson. If, the, if he's the one that makes the whole thing work, then he, he should be able to air his grievances um, and almost however he pleases. Almost, you know, we've gotten so used to seeing Russell again be so diplomatic and be so proper, and we, you know, we, we I think we we found comfort in that. Um, but who's to say he doesn't have a have a you know a, a you know a pedestal to stand on or you know a leg to stand on as far as just get out there and just run in his mouth? I mean, he's done great, amazing things, record-breaking things, and he's done it all with 300 pound men slamming him into the ground. 
for almost a decade now. You know what I mean? So when can he get – I look at it like this. Look, and to your point earlier about, you know, pretty soon we're going to have to prepare for a Russell Wilson who's not as mobile. But isn't a, a Russell Wilson that's not quite as mobile, isn't that just like Aaron Rodgers? Isn't that just like Aaron, that's just like Aaron Rodgers. A less mobile Russell Wilson is an Aaron Rodgers. So um, find somebody to keep, keep him upright and watch him, you know, throw those, those sky balls down, down the field to DK Metcalf. I don't know if that's true. Um, and this might be more a uh, damnation on offensive philosophy, but Aaron Rodgers uses all five receivers, and I don't see that as much from the last two, three years of the Seahawks offense. Is that Russ? Go ahead, sorry. Uh, I think we have, though. I think there was at least a stretch in there where we were using – we were hitting a lot of a lot of different receivers and 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 were yeah different tight ends and things like that. I think I think there was a stretch there where we had, Russell was hitting a lot of receivers. First five weeks, for sure. First five weeks, I agree with you. Uh, and then I get concerned that maybe uh, Pete Carroll's sticking his nose and to the offense's business because you notice after those first five weeks, it became a vertical game. And we, I, I don't know. I just uh, anecdotal. Anecdotal. I don't have the stats in front of me, but that's what I'm telling you. What I saw is uh, that that's that's the difference between a Rodgers offense and a Wilson offense. Actually, that's not fair. That's the difference between a Green Bay offense and a Seahawks offense. Because I think I do agree with you, talent wise. Yeah, you're right. It's the same thing. Uh, but I don't I don't think the Seahawks are very good at using their uh, using their short passing game at all. It's because we don't have an offensive coordinator who knows how to do that. We don't have an offensive-minded coach. Lafleur there in, in Green Bay is a is a is he's an offensive guy. He's focused on the offense, he, and he builds that offense in in in, a, in an interesting fashion that's fun to watch and and actually does. Yeah, he makes use of all the all the receivers. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think essentially. Russell turns into that style of quarterback. I don't think he's necessarily as talented as Aaron Rodgers. No, I, I, I absolutely think the world of, Aaron, of of Russell Wilson and his talents. But Aaron Rodgers, I think, is next level in his manipulation of everything on the field, and the reading on the field, and the pulling up, pulling a, um, getting getting penalties on the defense when the defense isn't ready, and, and all that. He plays a next level game on that. And and Russell's big part of Russell's game has always been his mobility. I think you lose a little bit of that. Um, but I think in the, in the future, we're going to have to think about that. You, you know, he loses a step. He's going to have to have a bigger offensive line. He's going to have to have a little bit of help to do the bootlegs and to do the, you know, the run option and things like that. That he, you know, we, we could still have him run. Even if, even Russell Wilson at half pace is still faster than a lot of quarterbacks in this league. And it's still five times more dangerous than most quarterbacks in this league. So, but he needs, he'll need the protection. And he knows that, and in 10 years of not having that, I think he's entitled at least to say once, dude, give me some protection. Isn't there something to be said, though, that back in 2013 and 2014, the Seahawks spent more on the offensive line than most teams? But once Wilson got the big contract, that money had to go somewhere, didn't it? Uh, or I'm sorry, it had to come yeah. from somewhere. And I kind of wonder, uh, you know, in today's NFL – you have to really decide where you're going to not pay. And uh, I'm a big offensive line guy. I think you should always pay the offensive line. 
I'll sacrifice most other positions, but um, I feel like the Seahawks. We had, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, the Seahawks sacrificed the offensive line, and that's what Wilson rightly is complaining about. Well, it wasn't just Wilson, though, but don't forget, we back then in that time period, we had we still had a really cheap defense. We had an amazing defense, but it, a lot of them were on their rookie contract. True. So, True. so the money money didn't just go to Russell and and maybe one other place. It went, it, you know, it, it got spread out throughout the team. And yeah, they, they you're right. They made the choice, and they they that's where they chose. They took the money from. And I'm with you. We, you the game is win and won and lost on the line, and they're they're on both sides of the ball. They're not prioritizing it, and it's bothering me. If we're yeah, supposed to be a rushing team, you need an offensive line for that running back to run behind. We, we, we took advantage of Russell Wilson being so just amazing in the pocket. I mean, we, we took advantage of that. And, and it makes sense. Well, you have a guy who can't you just people, the best uh, defensive linemen and linebackers out there can't get their hands on the guy. If you got a guy who can do that, then take advantage of it. I mean, if you got a guy who doesn't need the best offensive line in football to go out there and play quarterback, then yeah, then 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 skimp on the offensive line and go spend it elsewhere and and figure out how to get yourself uh, a Super Bowl or whatnot. But again, you know the the wave you know eventually breaks and rolls back, and that's where we're at now. And but you know Russell's already got a lot of money coming out of that team, and you know we've we've got to figure out you know, where we're going to you know cut the fat, if you will, to to get Russell protected. So um, it's looking more and more like you end up giving up a Bobby Wagner or something like that, and that sucks. You know what I mean? But um, you know, we, we, you gotta, I don't know. You got, you gotta find it somewhere. I just don't think you let Russell Wilson go. And as Abe said, he, there's really no incentive for other teams to take Russell Wilson outside of just, mm. in, just in being in dire need for a quarterback because of the, how, how much, uh, you know, the price point he comes with. Well, and, and guys like I saw was saying, though, there's eight of these guys in the entire league. Do you want to spend the next decade looking for one? Uh, I mean, best yeah. case scenario, we get a first round draft pick in return, and we can roll the dice on one of these one of these guys coming out of the draft. But I mean, look at look at last year. There's what two, maybe two draft two two quarterbacks that were drafted that are going to actually turn into something. Yeah, of the like eight that were drafted, um, you know, your chances are not very good. Yep, odds are you. I remember odds are you're not getting another guy. Yeah. I, yeah, the I mean, the, the, the trading for Deshaun Watson is more palatable, but the, the reality is is I, I, I prefer to stand with the man, you know, dance with the, the, the quarterback that brought me, you know. I, I, I know Russell. I can work with Russell. He's got a legitimate grievance. How about we just address the grievance and move on? The reason why I asked that question on Messenger was we get Watson. We haven't solved the offensive line problem. You know, so okay, right. we, we, we let's just say magically it happens. Uh, well, now you got to pay Deshaun Watson thirty-five, forty million a year. Uh, yeah, and you still haven't solved the problem that uh, that's fundamental. Also, there's a defensive line problem too that we haven't even talked about. Yeah. Hey, guys, the free agent. We have to remember that again. I I I I do it myself sometimes. I always try to reel myself back in. But I, I think we must remember that we've now, well, this is 2021, all right? This, this whole, this, this ship set sail probably, what, in 20, I'll say 11, where we started getting this, this undeniable feeling that this team was getting ready to get really good. So we're, we're, we, we have had a, a decade now 
of just sustained success with our, with our favorite football franchise. And I think we, of course, we've gotten used to it. And I just think it's really hard to accept the fact that at some point or another, you're gonna, you're gonna dip. We, we might head for a dip. I mean, this, we, we've had a great team with great players for a great long period of time. Um, and, and there has to be a rollback at some point, and then you know you wait for it to come back again. You know, yeah. Some teams take a lot longer than others, but we we could be headed for that. I think we're just having we we as Seahawks fans might be having a little trouble accepting that, and that's why we're having so much grievance with what's going on. Um, you know, but it, it eventually happens. It's just, it's the parody of the league. Rob, I suffered the 1990s Seahawks. I don't feel like I deserve a dip ever again. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, I was there for the two and fourteen season. I was there for Rick Meyer. Oh yeah. You know, I was there oh, for yeah. all that. Hey, Rick Meyer yeah, was awesome. What about, what about Dan McGuire? Dan McGuire. Dan McGuire. Oh, how about uh, how about the the ineptitude of Tom Flores? You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was <laughs> Hall of Famer. You know, uh, Hall of Famer Tom Flores. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right. But you know we don't we don't write about that in you know the the Seahawks the Seahawks portion of that Hall of Fame career is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, trusting, I get it, I get it. That's why I I find myself to be quite a bit of a of a snob, you know, when it comes to being a Seahawks fan because I went through all that, you know, and a lot of folks just came on like in 2012, you know, and who 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 are tooting their horns about stuff. I'm like, yeah, you just got here, calm down, you know. But um, <laughs> no. I, it's rough. It, it, it could happen. It, it might happen, and we have to. You know, we have to. We have to be ready for it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think we're headed for uh, a year, uh, a rebuilding year. I think. I think it needs to happen at this point. I think we need to. We need to stop and reload. You know, I mean, even the well, best. I don't, I don't think we're there yet. Year. I don't know if we're there yet. I think as long as Russell Wilson is on the roster, you keep fighting. I, I, I don't know if you rebuild. With Russell Wilson still there, I, I think that foundation um, is is well. No, it, I'm not saying tear it down completely, but I'm saying there's going to be. I mean, we have four we have four draft picks. That's it, and we don't we don't have we have not much in terms of cap room. We have about 15 different holes all across the team. We have a newly acquired safety that needs to be paid. Apparently, even though I don't know how we're going to pay him. And and we don't have any cornerbacks signed next year, and we don't have a defensive line. We're losing our running our number one running back, and we don't uh, none of the replacements that we have on the roster can carry the load the whole year. Um, he has not shown he can carry the load. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, the point is, the point is there is a laundry list of things to do. And at the same time, I'm looking at our, at our competitors in our division and the Rams just got way better. The Niners just get everyone healthy and they're dangerous. Uh, the Cardinals will somehow figure it out at some point and put things together. And, and we're sitting here with the salary cap issues, the no draft picks and all these holes. And I don't know how we're all going to put together. And I, and I seriously go, okay, maybe, maybe we take one year and we kind of go, we trade away some players and we kind of have to restructure some things on that defense. Um, and, you know, hold on to some of the important guys, obviously, but, it, we may have to accept the fact that we can't keep up with the Rams for one year or the Niners for one year well, and, here, here, and come back strong the following year. Here's a question. When was, and this is an honest question, when was the last time that we didn't say that, oh, 
what are we going to do about the Rams next year? What are we going to do about the Niners next year? What are we going to do about the Cardinals next year? We've been saying that for years. Every year, all three of those teams have been, air quotes, getting better. And and look out for these teams next year. That's been the that's been the that's been the the, the the you know the the narrative for at least the last few years, and uh, up to and including the 49ers when the when the Forty Nineers looked unbeatable, we went there and beat them on Monday Night Football. Like we every year, these teams have been getting better, and we have to we're worried in the off season or just after the end of the just previous season, we're worried about what we're going to do about the next year. Every year, what do we do but go out there and compete and be right and mix with them every every year? So the only thing we're not doing is getting back to the Super Bowl. That's the only the, thing that we're not doing. Yeah, but the, the difference is in those seasons, we haven't been in a situation where I don't know how we're going to put 53 people on this roster. And, I, I honestly don't know where we're going to find them. We can't pay them unless they're willing to work for a minimum wage, $15 an hour. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 at that we're at that wall. Schneider has done yeah. an amazing job keeping us continuing to compete, and, and there he's, you go. he's found pieces. And 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 yes, he, he you know we we're facing we're facing his tough toughest challenge yet, and he deserves a chance to to work on it. But right. the problem is, I, I this is this is a this is, I I I it's going to take magic. It's going to take some serious magic. If we're if we're in the playoffs next season. Uh, I I I want to shake John Schneider's hand and congratulate him and buy him a drink of the finest whatever he wants to drink on on me because I will be amazed the the, the amount of problems we have to we have to you know take over and and, and jump over this this off season is is the most we've ever had to. You better add that into your, you better add that into your refinancing of your home, Matt. He loves okay. the expensive shit. Okay. Trust me on that one. I'll have to save, sir, for a two-grand shot of, of some whiskey or something, yeah. Uh, Rob English, do you have time to talk Super Bowl, or do you need to bow out? Uh, I, can get a, I can get a couple Super Bowl questions in. Let's do it. All right. What What are your thoughts about, I mean, the Super Bowl? I mean, is Tom Brady the greatest of all time? Was it a boring game? What are your, what are your thoughts? Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is so great, in fact, that I went out and got myself some of that TB12 uh, plant-based Tom Brady protein. Um uh, it hopes that I could uh, hopefully be as be as great one day. Um, no, not really. But I, I actually actually do have some. But uh, but uh, but uh, I, um, uh, the company that I work for is a um, is a is a shipping fulfillment company, and um, they actually the the the, um, the, the shipments for TB12 brand um, uh, protein went through the roof after the championship round. Um, and so we had a bunch of it and I actually, uh, got myself a bag, uh, just, uh, you know, I, it fell in my lap. So, um, it's, it's, it's pretty funny, but no, um, Tom Brady, you just forget about it. I mean, how do you, you go to a team that was what 500 or sub 500 the year before, take them straight to the Super Bowl. Granted, they had a great defense. I know Abe was just waiting to <laughs> talk about that Tampa Bay defense. And it's true. I mean, uh, the, the, those guys off the edge, I mean, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes had nothing for him, nothing for those guys coming off the edge all night long. Um, but Tom Brady and 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 Antonio Brown, Abe Antonio Brown, and uh, and <laughs> and uh, and Gronkowski, man, they just went out there and took this team from mediocre, if you even want to give them that, and and they're Super Bowl champions. You can't you can't argue with it. Now, I will say. Um, I, I now understand what everyone else in the world was thinking 
back in February of 2014 watching the Seahawks just pound Denver into the ground. Um, and they said it was the most boring Super Bowl ever, worst Super Bowl ever, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm sure myself and all you guys were just having the time of our lives. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, everybody hated the game. I'm like, what do you mean you hated the game? The game was great. Um, I, I get where they're, where they're coming from now. Um, but uh, Tampa Bay, you know, they, they, they did their thing. You got to give them their credit. Except for, except for I got one friend of mine who was a huge Tampa Bay fan. His name is Damian. And he was texting me this morning talking all this most crap, you know, saying, oh, your, your, you know, your BS team Seahawks ain't got nothing on Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay would smoke you guys, would blow you guys out right now. And I'm like, man, Listen, you had to adopt. You had to adopt the entire AFC North and East just to get to the Super Bowl. Calm down. You won one Super Bowl. <laughs> relax, <laughs> relax with, with all the all the all the, all the crap talking. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a good game. Uh, you know, Tom Brady proved that he is the man, and that's just that's just what it is. No more, more no more argument. Oh, well said. You guys, uh, Abraham or Matthew or both of you, you guys care to? Oh, I just say to his, I'd say to Rob's friend. Um, yeah, it, it was it was funny how we had to play the Rams, and the Bucks got basically a bye week. That was fair. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting all this material because I'm, I'm gonna give it back to him. I'm sure he's gonna text me again. Yeah, I wish, we could, again. I wish <laughs> we could have played Washington the first week. Right, exactly. He's, he says he says I'm the foolish one. I'm the one who's not you know not being realistic. And I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Like you my, also, my team, my team plays. My team plays in January every year. What about your team? <laughs> there's that. Yeah, exactly. You could also tell them, hey, you know, real champions, they don't care about all the people they beat. There's something. There's right. something about the Seahawks that's still in his head. He knows it. Right. <laughs> what, what about the defense, real quick, Abe? I mean, you braided me on, on Twitter just because I agreed, saying that Gronkowski deserved MVP. I mean, you care to talk about Tampa? You deserve to be rating, and um, and it deserved to be public. I, I no, I just it, it's not. It wasn't the Tom Brady show, in my opinion. It was the Tom Brady show because that's what the media wants to latch on to. But they already had the wide receivers, and you know that punk that showed up later in the year, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, they already had they already had Leonard Fournette at running back. And I bet the, the whole playoffs, this defensive line has just impressed me. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of having a good defensive line. Big fan of it. Oh, it's a shame that Very the Seahawks don't have one of those. The no? one, yeah, yeah. The one thing that really bothered me, though, and I, and I put this on social media, was that Shaq Barrett, basically an undrafted free agent, uh, for the Denver Broncos, never did nothing for three years, sat on the bench, sat on the practice squad, becomes a superstar the second he comes to the Bucks. Superstar right in that system. Super Bowl. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yep. I wish that story was told better, you know, by the talking heads in, in the media. <clears throat> Excellent point. And I, yeah. I would have given the – I would have given the um, – the MVP trophy to the defensive line. That's why they won the game. That's it. That, that's all it is. That defensive line kept Mahomes off balance the whole game. They kept him running for his life. They kept him, you know, worried and, and, and off his game. And if you keep Mahomes like that, you win the game. It doesn't matter who you are. 
Um, that offense was not allowed to reach reach a rhythm because of that, and that's why they won the game. Not because of Tom Brady. I could have started quarterback for the Buccaneers and won that game. The way that defensive line was playing, and with those wide receivers that they have. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I I I would have given the MVP to the to the entire defensive line. All right, um, quick shout out, guys, before we close out the show. Let's start with you, Matt. You always come to me first, and I never have one ready. You want how about me to your, come back? How about to your, your neighbor? To how about to your neighbor who shovels your driveway? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, so we're Snowmageddon is going to come, uh, and uh, we. Uh, we're, so this week, I went out and bought a snow shovel. The last two years that I've lived here, uh, my neighbor, who's amazing, Alan is his name. He lives next door, and he uh, he's a fisherman. And, he, and then when he's not up in Alaska fishing, he does taxes for the fishermen. Um, but he's uh, he's a great guy, always doing yard work. And he he always comes over and he does my shoveling my walk at like six o'clock in the morning. He's shoveling my walk. And so this year, I vow that I will get out there at five a.m. and I will out shovel. I'm going to shovel his walk. That's, that's my excitement for this week. We'll be we'll be asking you about it next week if that happened or not. Yeah, he's gonna open his door and be like, "Wait, what?" And I'll be like, yeah, that's "Right, <laughs> that's who's the man." Robbie, <laughs> a shout out. You know, I'm gonna give my shout out to uh, Seattle Sports Union. You guys, it's been another fun year, and uh, you know, as we as we close out football anyway, um, and uh, I hope to be able to jump on with you guys, uh, you know, here and there throughout the off season. I'm sure there'll be plenty of news. And um, but yeah, we'll need no, you. We'll need you. There'll be plenty of Abraham being wrong. We'll need you to come on and tell us. Oh, oh, well, please, yeah, absolutely. Every anytime you need me to come on here, I was that guy. I'm, I'm always ready, always ready. But um, no, it's been another great season, guys. A shout out to you guys all. Appreciate that. Back at you. Thank you. Um, before Abraham closes out the show, uh, my shout out is. Believe it or not, to Wazoo, former starting quarterback, freshman Jaden DeLora, who got in trouble with the law, um, and suspended from the team and probably will be kicked out of the program. But we all screw up, buddy. I just want don't don't give up on life and hopefully you can find, you know, someone who'll take you on down the road and you can make up for what happened in Pullman for your DUI you just recently got and I mean, a lot of people are giving you shit on social media, and I mean, we all make mistakes in life. So maybe, uh, maybe a former Wazoo quarterback could could reach out to him and, and offer some yeah, words of advice. Absolutely, yeah. Ryan Leaf. I, He's put well life said. back together. Yeah, definitely. Some, some, some wild youth uh, indiscretions. Even worse shit. Yep. Um, Abraham. Yeah, my shout out is to. Rob, the SoulCal Seahawk, thank you for joining us this football season. I know you will be going into hibernation here, but yes, please do. When you hear, when you hear from California, uh, this bad vibe of Abraham turning on everything that you find good and holy in the Seahawk community, <laughs> feel free for the mummy to raise from his crypt and come on this show <laughs> and, and put me put me in my place. Already <laughs> there. I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, by the way, a second shout out to Swansea cast. Swansea is a uh, soccer team in Wales. Uh, and they just took on a former sounder, Jordan Morris. And uh, we, SSU will be on their podcast this Saturday. All right. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. Uh, my name is Abraham Dewey. So again, with us this week, we're Matt Page, 
Brian the Soul Man Solak, and Robert the Soul Cow Seahawk English. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good day. Go Hawks.